Hi guys, welcome back to the Last Set Podcast. I know it's been a bit of a delay since the last one, but here we are, and now I'm back with my brother Eagle. How you doing, man? Hey, how are you doing, Joe? I'm amazing. How are you? Yeah, it's great. I was actually checking on my phone just before we came here, and it was almost a year ago to this day. It was this month really? since the last time we actually Jesus. had the last conversation. And yeah. then it was so strange because I actually um, was going back through my notes and then I actually remember, holy shit, we actually did cover a lot. But now it's we good. Did. It feels um, feels different in yeah. a way. 100%. Because <laughs> a lot's happened for you since the last, yes. since that year in the space yes. of a year. Yeah. And now you're telling me you're moving into a new house and all that. Yes, yeah, as I move into a new place as well with both boys from the JIT. So... Yeah, it's been good so far. Let's see how how we're gonna be together. You know, so it's gonna be. Yeah. I think it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. Right, I got a quick question for you. Then, what what do you like to live with? Then, are you one of those neat freaks? Like, if you see like a little bit of mess, and you're gonna be choking them out in their sleep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they know what it that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm always like very tiny. You know, like like everything organized and stuff. I think it's because the army that I'm like that. Yeah. You know, like maybe in the past I used I was I. I wasn't like that, but after the army, I was like, okay, I need to have, I wake up in the morning, I need to have my, my bed like made. I need to make my bed. Otherwise, like, looks like I don't start my day, you know? <laughs> well, that's, that's a very yeah. good thing to have. I mean, yeah. um, what is it? Do you know Jordan Peterson? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah he yeah. talks about like, oh, make sure your room is in yeah. perfect order before you go and criticize the world. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure as well, when you said, when you said you were in the French Foreign Legion last yes, time. Yeah. Yes. Like, the first thing they teach you is literally how to make how to make your bed properly. Yes, actually, you do normal at French for a legion, but uh, when you are like in the army in Brazil, they were very very precise in every single movement. You know because uh, where I went was artil artillery artillery and aircraft, and they are like very very precise in everything that they're going to do. You know, if there's one thing that is like that, I have to push the side and. It should be always straight, perfect, you yeah. know. So even the bed, you know. How old were you when you joined, if you just recall? Uh, 18. 18. Yes. And you're how old now? Now 25. Twi Shit. 25. You're a year <laughs> older than me. Oh, my God. Yeah, 25. I keep, I keep forgetting that. Yeah. Because uh, you're, cause you're incredibly mature for your age. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. you must get that a yeah. lot. And you, you have to, you know, like... Yeah, I, th I think the army, like, changed my life a lot. Like, the way I think, you know. And, of course, jiu-jitsu. When I started jiu-jitsu, like, everything changed, you know. Well, it's very dark. I mean, it's very regimented. I mean, you have to be incredibly disciplined. Yeah. It's not a sporadic thing. It's not a spontaneous thing. Mm. Uh, and I think that's really why a lot of people... I think there's a lot of similarities between the army and um, jiu-jitsu. Some, some a lot. Yeah. A lot. Uh, uh, and how old did you say you were when you got out of the army? Uh, I was 20 when I was coming back to, from France. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So what, what made you want to leave again? Uh, I injured my knee. Oh. A, yeah. So I had, to, like I had to leave. Yeah. Was it like a, um, ligament, ACL? Ligament, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. How did then I have to leave. You didn't get um, shot, did you? Train mate. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that. No. Sniper, uh, get down. No. Well, I would be, you know, like if I kept going into French for a legion, I would, I go to... Um, I could go, you know, like I wanted to like do more um, special missions mm -hmm. in there, you know, that would bring me to Africa, Afghanistan and stuff. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, 
unfortunately, not unfortunately, you know, I th- I see this as um, a little little step that I had, and then I had to regret a little bit. You know, I had to move back and then realize that okay, so I failed in this dream, and I can't do this anymore. So I have to do another thing. You know, mm-hmm. so you can think. In two ways. One, you're going to be depressed. You're going to be at home crying. Oh, my God, what are you going to do? Or second one, you're going to be like, okay, no matter what happened, I'm going to keep going. And, you know, yeah. and that's what I exactly did. So, yeah. Well, I remember you telling me uh, your whole family's still back over there. Eh? Yes, yes, yeah. they're all in Brazil. All and in Brazil. is that still the case and all that? Or have you managed to get them over to Australia? Not well, yet, not yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I hope, I hope in the future future i want to want to bring them here especially my sister because she's 12 years old so i want to bring her here oh for wow. sure yeah maybe when she she turns 18 yeah right, nice i was gonna say because your, Eng- your english is like perfect oh uh, no it's getting better <laughs> yeah i remember last time there was a couple of things i had to yeah, like, make like clear of the what he's saying <laughs> <laughs> well it's it's important because uh what is it when it comes to podcasts right um you want to make sure you can get the most information out of your guests as possible. You want them to yes. be as open and as comfortable with you as possible. But like having that language barrier as well. Oh, it's hard. It's yeah. very, very hard, man. Yeah. Sometimes uh, I was talking with the boys about this. It's because even if I don't understand one word, mm-hmm. but if you understand like what all the phrase, like what you're saying or what you want to say, you understand that word in the middle. But for me to say that word is very, very hard. Like in like how I gonna say I normally explain that word with another words, if you understand what I mean. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, we have different. uh, Well, here's the other thing as well. I think it's also important, and I actually just learned this recently. Like to just learn like a little bit of Portuguese as well as when you dabble into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Especially when you do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, you have. I tell everyone, (laughs) you guys must learn. Jiu Jitsu, you have to learn uh, Portuguese. Sorry, yeah, Yeah, I mean because um. I didn't even know this, but till last year, it's like the way you guys pronounce your H's and your R's. R is very different. Very yeah. different, yeah. yeah. So um, it's so there's a certain move you have that's pronounced De La Riva. Yes. But it's spelt like De La Riva. De La Riva. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What's up like, with that? Why are you saying <laughs> like this? Because you like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, why is that like the H's and R's? Is there anything else that gets mixed up like that? Um or? I'm going to say one thing that my English teacher used to say for us. Okay. Because Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. Why you say, why you pronounce H like that? Because English, it is like that. <laughs> <laughs> Was it ever like that in a uh, class then for you? Like when you're teaching Jiu-Jitsu, oh, why do you like Cause Portuguese? Um, not now. In the past, yeah. In the past, I was like, oh my God. The word like doesn't come to my head right now. And then I have to like... Keep keep talking because you cannot like, I don't know, you cannot look to your to your students like I don't know what I'm saying, you know. You have to just keep talking, you know. Even if you say it wrong, but you have to keep talking. You know? Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So how long were you have you been learning English for now? Ah, oh, since I'm here. Oh, so you only been yeah, doing yeah. this for five? Three, two, no, two, three and a half years. Three and a half years. Yeah. 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 What three do you find the hardest thing about speaking English and all that? Um, slang. Nah, that's the easiest, <laughs> that's the really? easiest one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Um, second, just get Teddy Aircon on you. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the hardest thing in English um, 
it's after you actually learn how to talk. It's, it's exactly what I said before. Like you put a little word in the middle of a phrase. Do you know? Because when you when you learn a new word, it's very hard for you to keep, ah, I know how to use that word, you know? Mm -hmm. So I always try to keep pushing myself to, okay, if I learn a new word or I write or even put on my phone or I repeat like many times and understand like what what's that word mean? Because I wanted to keep like trying to add more words in my vocabulary, you know? Mm. So, but I, that's hard. That's hard. Yeah. Sometimes you just forget, you know? It's like in jujitsu, sometimes you forget the position, you know? <laughs> And that's true. It's true. Yeah. You're like teaching the position. You look to your coach like, what are we are doing? I forgot. Like one minute before, after after the after teach the position. Yeah. So it's very easy to forget. Yeah. Now for for those who are trying to catch up onto everything that we've been talking about, man. Um, you've been teaching. So you've been uh, practicing jujitsu for how long now? Ten years. 10 years yes so, oh wow she's done yes. a full decade yes and yes yes wow. that was amazing actually in january I completed 10 years oh wow yeah training oh. that's amazing long journey yeah long journey and you started when you were 15 yes and then you, you i remember last time if you can just recall um you still practiced whilst you were in the french foreign legion and all that and you remember you used to tell me that it was a little bit difficult because of the yes, regiment and it, it was wasn't very, very hard actually yeah it's not even like respected, it's like more, because when you are in a basic period in training, you have to keep, you know, you you are there for train for the army. You're mm -hmm. not there to train Jiu-Jitsu, so mm -hmm. yeah. But it's like it was for a short time, you know. Yeah, and then you came out here and I remember you you established yourself um, when you met, I forget, uh, apologies, what's um, the gentleman who runs Bravos? Uh, Rodrigo. Of course, Rodrigo yes. Girard. Lovely, yeah. and you've been coaching there for how long now? Me? Yeah. I've been coaching there for three years. Three years. Yeah. So for someone who's now as much experience as you have and you got into a point now where you've been coaching for three years, what do you feel like is the most significant thing that makes the difference between someone who practices and someone who teaches? Oh, that's a big thing. Yeah. That's a big thing. Because I think when you start, when you start coaching, you know, say... I'm going to coach, I'm going to teach classes. It's very easy, you know. It's very easy to say that and very easy like you go there and teach a position, you know. But for how long can you do that? It's That's the hardest part. You know, how long can you... Because it's now, of course, now it's my job. Like, I understand that and I love that, you know. I think when you don't have that passion, like, of teaching, like, I let go everything just to teach, you know, So because that's what I love. Um... And I think that's a big, a big difference because especially like here, a lot of coaches, they, they think that they are coaches, you know, but they are just students that they are there to teach positions, you know, and being a coach sometimes not just teach positions. You're like when they do like private classes with my students, sometimes they want to really like have a good time. They want to learn a little bit more, but sometimes they start talking about their lives as well. And like, um, like and you have you be able to understand what he's saying and you pass your knowledge like even from jujitsu for his life you know I think is the best is the best thing that that I have and I think for in like in ten years I have this experience to say like um, like you have to keep going no matter what because in jujitsu is the same thing you know let's say you are in a competition um, and you're gonna have the guy that 
bid you up in the first first time, right? And then the next comp, you're gonna see the name over there as well. His name is gonna be at the comp, and you're gonna be like, Jesus, mm. ah, I maybe won't go to compete. I was like, if you tell me this, right? So if a student come to me and say that, I'm gonna tell him like, that's where you're gonna go. You wanna go there, you know? If you wanna be the best, you're gonna be the best, you know? But you have to fight against him. But it's not, it's very personal this, you know? Like you, you have the guy that you have like a little target, but I think as a coach, I have to tell them that they need to prove not for me. They need to prove not for their friends or for their family. They need to prove for themselves that they can do this, you know? And I think you have this you time. Okay, I'm going to be at the gym. I'm going to train hard, but it's not for anyone else. It's actually for me, you know? So that's the most important thing. And being a coach for um, for three years and training jiu-jitsu for 10 years now, like I'm able to say, to explain that for them, for them, like give their best, like not just on the mats in life as well, you know? Mm. That's what's good. Yeah. So what point did you realize, okay, in um. Well, it's what actually we have to take away from, from that is we always say, you know, things like do what you love and very few people actually get to make a career out of what, I, what they love. But when you go into it, go into it you got to make sure your reasons for it are strong. And what I mean for that, for an example, is in my, uh, my was it profession as a PT, yeah. a lot of people get into the world of personal training because they just love working out. Yeah, and I tell, and they just love, it. and they think, oh, I'm just doing a lot, and then that's where they make their first mistake, and I and I, so I see that a lot as well with jujitsu coaching. Like, you could be a really, really good practitioner, you could be an incredible athlete, yeah, but you can also be a real. I mean, it doesn't guarantee you're going to be a great coach. No, 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 no. That's very, very different. It's yeah. very different. Yeah, and it's yeah. the same with my job. Just because yeah. you look good, yeah, doesn't mean you're yeah. actually going to be. You a good can coach. teach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think the first thing you have to learn is that you are not your students. Yeah. They yeah. And that's very, very hard to develop. Yeah. You know, Was that something you learned along the way? Or? Yes, 100%. Um, I've been in seminars already in Jiu-Jitsu that they're like world champion guys, but they they don't know how to teach, you know? Mm. That's why when you're going to do a seminar, the best guys should bring to your gym, it's a coach, mm-hmm. you know? Because they're going to be passing the knowledge for, like, for your students, you know? Um, of course, an athlete, it's easier and better like you're gonna see the athlete you know like oh you want to see that world champion guy like what he but i mean i really like to um to pass this knowledge this knowledge for them you know it's it's good um what was the question again i I just (laughs) missed it out i was gonna say it uh, I'll skip through that yeah (laughs) well i'll ask you a better question though because i think i got a little bit lost in there um what advice would you give to someone who wants to get into coaching? Um, first thing, it's learn with your coach. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I've learned a lot with my coach in Brazil, the way he teaches, and the way he he used to speak with me. You know, uh, and now of course I'm learning with Rodrigo, that is like my mentor now. Like, and I think you still have be you still have to be like open mind to keep learning, you know. Even with the lower belts, you're gonna keep you're gonna keep learning, you know, with them as well. Um, 
when you when you coach you have we actually coach for three four divisions in jiu-jitsu you know the first division is kids second one is teenager third one it's adults and masters Mm -hmm. you cannot coach them the same way you know Mm -hmm. let's say if i push one of my kids the way i push the adults they're gonna quit (laughs) they're gonna quit you know um maybe for the teenagers yeah but like let's say when you're gonna teach kids you you cannot push them too hard you need to play games because they want to have fun mm-hmm. you know if you don't play games they're gonna come to you and they coach i want to play the game yeah. you know um um when you're gonna teach the teenagers you can push a little bit harder because the teenager is the age that you're gonna be there or because your dad put you there or because you really want it or sometimes they they're gonna realize how important it is jiu-jitsu and they're gonna keep training that's what happened with me, you know. Of course, my my parents didn't want me to train jiu-jitsu, but I was like, no, I want to do this. I'm going to do that, you know. Do you ever just, like, call them up and you just be like, hey, do you remember that time when you said don't do jiu-jitsu? No, I, my life I don't now. do this to them. <laughs> I don't do this to them because I know how important and, like, the way that they were seeing myself, like, in the past, you know. Like, they just wanted me to have a normal future. You know, I don't want to know my future. So that's why I kept training jiu-jitsu. That's why I keep always pushing myself, you know. Um, so and then when I was a teenager, and then I became an adult, I was like, I realized how important jiu-jitsu is to my life, you know. And that's the transition that's always like to pass for my for my teenagers that I'm going to keep pushing them, like all the time, all the time. I don't release the pressure on them because that's the age that, or you're gonna learn how to live, or you're gonna be always like shy, you're gonna be always like, oh, I don't wanna do this, you're gonna be always running to your parents, you know? And you cannot do that. Like, if you're gonna go outside and you're gonna be working, uh, what's gonna happen? Your boss is gonna be yelling at you, or is gonna be telling you to do things, and you, you, you cannot say like, I'm not gonna do it. And it's the same thing for me, like, I need to show them that, um, that this thing is gonna happen in life as well, you know? So I always try to pass this for them. Um, and then the adults as well. Adults is the age that they like to compete more, they like to they like to have more goals, but also they like to have a good time. They you do, know? yeah. So we forget how much, we, you know, there's not much too, well, there's not too much difference between coaching parents, sorry, coaching kids and coaching adults. Because as an adult, we kind of forget to have fun sometimes. We kind of, it's, it feels like a That's crime. That's depend a lot because you like to compete, right? Yeah. You like to compete. Yeah. People, sometimes they don't like to compete. They're very good in jits. They don't like to compete. They yeah. don't like to be there, you know, at the competition. Yeah. But it is because like just the way they are, like they don't like to keep pushing themselves like to the limit, to yeah. the competition, you know? And it's totally fine with that, you know? As a coach, I always like um, tell my students should compete, you know? But it's not for sure for me, for sure to Rodrigo or any of the coaches or, um, it's just to, to prove to yourself that you can do it, you know? Cause I know how important it is. Like I did like many, many competitions already and I know how important it is. And if I don't have a competition to compete, I'm gonna be like, okay, what are you gonna be doing now? I, yeah. I have to keep pushing myself to the limit every time. You know, I like how you have that mindset. You always got to be working towards something. 
100%. And I always. Feel, I feel like, uh, you know who um, Jocko Willick is, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 He's always talking about, you know, finding your next mission. 100%. And that, yeah. Uh, but it's kind of, sometimes I just feel people, you sometimes you just feel like you got to monitor it. Because if you're always just trying to find that next mission, then you kind of get lost in the process of it. You know what I mean? Um, that, that, that's actually funny. Sword, really. mm, no, it is actually funny because I think you need to have the, the goal, like always, like where you want to be, you know, and then try to look forward for that. Because if you don't have that goal, like you're going to be always lost, you know? So I don't mean like um, little goals all the time. You know, mm-hmm. the, but I mean, now for, for my, for my view, um, I really, really want to get, of course, in the future, I want to have my gym, you know, I want to have a good gym, like have, uh, that, but if I don't, if I don't plan this, you know, I know that I'm not going to have it. Mm-hmm. So how are going to plan that? I'm going to, of course, I need to study business. I need to study coaching. That's what I'm going to get into as well because I'm going to start studying sports coaching, you know. Um, And then I need to improve my coaching. I need to improve my English, you know. Like everything I'm going to be improving, like slowly and enjoying the process as well. I think it's one of the most important things and that I learned with time. I learned to have this time with myself and, okay, I'm going to do this, but I have to enjoy it, you know, because when I get there, what are you going to be doing, you know? Do you have a name for the place? Mm? Do you have a name? For what? For your gym? Like, do you know what no, you're going to call no, it? No, 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 no. Well, of course, for sure, I'm going to open my gym in the future under Rodrigo, under Bravos. Ah. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to yeah. maybe keep it like a B, like Bravos 2.0 or Bravos Junior. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 2.0, it's a good name. <laughs> fair enough, fair yeah. enough. Now, uh, there's actually one really important thing I really wanted to keep. One of the reasons I wanted to get back in here is because you're one of the f- few people I know who's always, always competing and all that. Yeah. Um, And someone was actually telling me about this, that they, they uh, told me a story of they knew a guy who... He competed quite regularly, like really regularly, and then he got to a, felt like he got to a point where he felt fatigued because of it, and he kind of felt like he wasn't actually enjoying the sport, but he was more obsessed with just winning. Obsessed for winning. Yeah. yeah. How do you, um, how do you like keep yourself focused on just actually, you know, your passion for the sport rather than getting let it be subsided for your, you know, your obsession for winning? Yeah. I think that sounds like a bit of complex about it. Uh, yes, you know, like a good example is Marcus Buchecha, right? You know Buchecha, of course. And he was a guy that he won thirteen world title. You know why he's going to MMA? You know more challenge, mm. more challenge. You know you you have you need to, people like that. They like to compete. They need to have more challenge. You know. But I think if you're still doing the same thing for the whole time with a, without a purpose, you know, a purpose, you, you're you going to be lost. And you can't be doing like this guy. If you're going to be competing just here, let's say just in Perth, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to be just competing here. You win everything, right? If you don't have the next level, if you don't have, let's say, you're going to change belt, that's going to be harder. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be good. And then you're going to have the guy that's going to beat you up. Okay, so your next competition, you're going to go there, you're going to train harder to beat him up, you know? 
Um, so I think in the lower belts, it's easier to do that. But when you become a higher belt, you're always on top. You're going to be like, what is going to be my next, next, uh, sorry, next level? Do you know where do I want to be? Like what, what do I want to do now? And I think you having time for yourself to think about that is the best thing ever, you know, because if I think that I'm lost, I, I sit down and then I'm like, okay, what, what am I doing? You know? So every Sunday now, it's like a fun fact about me now. Mm. <laughs> um, every Sunday, I go to the hills by myself. Wow. Yes. Mm. And I stay there for like almost three hours. Three like hours. Every Sunday. Wow. You know? But why is that? Because I want to plan my week. You know? I plan my week, like what I'm going to do, what I'm going to be doing, what's going to be my little goal for this week, you know, where I want to be. Mm. Because... When you talk to people, right? When you're gonna be talking to them, you're gonna be talking always about all the things. You're not gonna be talking 24/7 about yourself. You know, they're gonna tell you like, "You are selfish. Hey, you are so selfish. You just talk about you, bro." Mm. But, and then normally all the time you are just with people, right? Like you are at home, you have a girlfriend, you are, uh, you're gonna go to jits, you have people in there, so you're gonna be talking, but it's not about yourself. So when you actually have that time to think about you, you know, when you actually have that time to, okay, so this week you're going to be doing this, that, but we're going to, pl I plan everything, you know, and that's one, was one of the most important thing for me. And that's why now I really decided this year, you know, starting to do MMA. I've started my classes already. Really? Yeah. Wow. So How are you finding it? Hmm? How are you finding it? It's amazing. <laughs> it's challenging. I yeah. love it. Yeah. You know, it's like, it is so good because like here, I can be that guy, that brown belts, that never compete, right? Mm. I can, I coach, you know, I coach, I love my job. Um, but I need always to have that competition for me. Yeah. You know, I need to have challenge for me. If I don't have challenge, I feel that I'm just living, you know, like just whatever. I don't want to live whatever. I want to like nail more challenge. So that's why I'm going to be like, I'm going to do MMA and I'm really looking forward for that. You wow. know, and you, who's what gym are you associated with for uh, MMA? Do you training out of Bravos still for Bravos? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. do you train with Julian? Justiniano? Because I know uh, he's a way. Not he's yet. Not yet. Yeah. Like we are always in two opposite ways. So mm. when I'm teaching, when I'm in the north, he's in the south. When I'm in the south, I'm uh, in the north. Uh, so it's very hard. So you actually have to plan better, like my my schedule, because someone's going to start study uh, sports coaching. So I'm going to be changing my timetable as well. So it's going to be like very, very hard, you know, but I still want to do it. I like whatever. <laughs> so... Just in roughly off the bat, how many training sessions do you do per week combined um, jiu-jitsu and MMA? Um, I'm trying to get for now one session, you know, that's what I can do right now. It's very, it's not much. I know I know it's not, I no one to keep training more, but my coaching for now, it's a little bit more important. You know, I have to pay my bills. <laughs> yeah, don't we all? Yeah, that's why. That's one of the reasons. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I wasn't always yeah able to put out you know these episodes and all that. As much as I love it, yes, you know, exactly. I do make a tiny, tiny bit of it. Um, yeah, 
but it's not enough to live off, you know. So, but however, sorry, however, when you are using the money that you have to fund the things that you love, that's when you know you sort of feel like you're on the right track. You're pushing for it and all that. Um, I say? think for me, for myself, it's when I actually push myself, mm. you know, like to keep, um, it's actually very, very hard. Yeah. It's actually <laughs> very, very hard to find a lot of people, like even older than me, they find hard like to understand uh, what is my dream, mm. you know, what, what do I like to do? Like what I love to do, what I want to do in life, you know, but I think I'm very, I, I'm super grateful for that. Like in, I think I thank everyone around me as well for like for everything that they are doing for me. You know, like everyone wants to see me growing. That's a big thing for me. Like, why I gonna I'm not gonna be teaching anymore if in jujitsu and on the mats. Like every time people are happy, you know, people always happy in jujitsu. It's very hard to see like someone like sad or like crying or doing that, doing that. You know, so everyone that is training, we have always a good environment. You know, especially in our gym, like we have always a good environment. I think it's generally because people aren't thinking. That's what exactly. I always believe. You like just think about jujitsu. Yeah. You don't you think about life. You don't think about your bills. <laughs> no, no. You don't think about your, you know, you your girlfriends mad at you because you, you, I don't know, you left the stove on again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't think you about like though. rents due at the end of the week. You just, yeah. I think it's, I feel like also that's where it's becoming more important for general public just to do it and yeah. as hobbyists yeah because if you think Especially about it, for mental health as well correct yes because if you think about it, how many times are you thinking about your i mean how many deci conscious decisions do you make a day and what you're thinking about throughout the day like in, you're like okay we'll go for breakfast okay take this route to work i will do this i can think about work and by then your mind's just fried it's being in that state you know like flow state where you're actually not thinking you're acting off impulse you're acting off yes um yeah I say, I say, uh, you press the automatic button. The what? The automatic button. Oh yes. But yeah. Yeah. You you just leave. You know you don't know where you are going. So I can't. For me personally, I can't leave like that. Mm. I can't like leave and then like what I'm doing. Ah, whatever. Shoo, go yeah. the other way. You know. You were never designed for a nine to five job, were you? <laughs> no, 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 no. As soon as you said that, yeah, I have to keep. And man, it's like it's it's so good being teaching, like being being teaching. It's it's amazing, you know. It's just like for me, it's um it's grateful, and I love when people they are. Let's say he has that goal. My student has that goal to go to the competition, and. I teach them, of course, we have like hard training at Bravo, so we teach them. And the good explanation is like for a new brand new white belt. He's gonna come to the gym, you're gonna remember that face. Like sometimes you see that guy is not gonna be good, but sometimes they stay, you know? Mm. Can happen. And they stay and in and then like let's say in one year, they're gonna be competing and you're gonna look to that guy and it's like, Jesus, he just started like yesterday and now he's competing and he's winning you know like how grateful is that for how good is that for a coach you know and see his, his student like doing the technique that he he showed you know like seeing the gold medal and see that the other person it is actually happy 
or and the the person as well is like is being grateful for you like he he's gonna thank you for what you did you know like sometimes you, hey, you don't know what people are passing sometimes they are passing for like um breaking up you know with their girlfriends or uh they're gonna move country they're gonna come here you know like mental health is shit and they can change their lives just in jiu-jitsu yeah. you know and and that that's what i really 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 love about that about jit you know in seeing the other person like that they are very very happy to be there yeah. you know i just feel like it's the crushing of the ego that's the main thing that's yes yes like uh I mean, what's a what's a more subtle way you can put it? Like, I think it's generally uh, we we have this image of ourselves, and that we try so hard to uphold. Um, and it's it's mainly our generation as well, because mm. you know how often do you see like kids, adults our age, living through their fucking phones and everything, and they just want to look good. People generally, we yeah. don't like to do things that make us feel uncomfortable, yeah. because it changes the way that we view ourselves. Yeah, I'll give an example. Let's say, for example, uh, there's someone out there, you know, they've got a friend who you know who's a bad influence, and they don't want to see them anymore. But yeah. they don't want to tell them they don't want to see that friend anymore because it's going to change the way they view themselves as a loyal friend. Yeah, it's the same way as like going to jiu-jitsu. Like people don't like to dabble in people because they're scared they're beaten up or something like that. So it's going to change the way they view themselves. Like, oh, I'm not as strong yes. as I thought I was. I'm not as athletic yes. athletic yeah, as yeah. I think I am. Yeah, and then yeah. that's the main thing. And that's why when you have this breaking down the ego you feel a whole lot more comfortable in yourself and yeah. it's a lot less fake. Yeah, 100%. Like, let me ask you this. When have you ever met a black belt that wasn't deserving of his black belt? Yeah, all the time, man. Really? <laughs> all the time. Really? I thought you were going to say that. He's no. not actually deserved, <laughs> okay? Because if your coach gave you the black belt, yeah, that means you're a black belt, right? Yeah. But you're going to hold that bomb, you know? you got to hold it. Uh, you gotta hold it. I thought you were gonna that say never. Nah, they will fade nah, up their skills nah. like shit. Hey, shut that it down. It can, can happen, you know. Okay. But if your coach say that you are able to be a black belt, just take it. You know, take it, hold the bomb. If you don't feel that you are a black belt, you're gonna train for that. Yeah. No matter what. Let's say you are blue belt right now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna get your purple, right? Coach, I don't feel that in purple. I've I literally just got my blue belt. Yeah, like yeah, that, no. <laughs> let Let's say in the future, right? Yeah. Let's say two years. Yeah, your coach is gonna say, I'm "Gonna move you to purple belt," mm. right? Coach, I don't feel that in purple belt. Mm. One way, you're gonna get that purple belt. You're gonna feel like you know that you are not, mm -hmm. or you can work hard for that. Mm. You know, that's better work hard. You know, that's my point of view. Like I'm gonna work hard. I know that I'm gonna be a black belt, right? Mm. And What's gonna happen if I don't feel like a black belt? What's gonna happen? Do you know, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be scared. I'm gonna mm -hmm. be scared of for the brown belts. You know, they're gonna catch me, and I'm scared about everyone. But it's like I'm gonna train hard, but not to show to anyone else that I'm a black belt. Mm. I gonna I wanna show to myself that I can do that. Mm. You know, like I wanna show to myself that like I'm really on a level. And if you don't feel on a level, work hard for that. You know, like keep working. I feel that also heavily stems in when you get your blue belt as well. I had that attitude where uh, before I got my blue belt, because I'd been training for two, over two and a half years, 
I think it was, or, oh, I think it was t- exactly two years and eight months when I got the blue belt, yeah. and then I thought to myself, I was actually a little bit upset that I, I got it, in a way because leading up to the grading, I was only doing like one or two sessions a week, and. I feel like getting it, I think what you're trying to say is getting it is one thing, but honoring it is one uh, another thing. Yeah, yeah. It's but look, you you need to do what you have to do in the conditions that you have. Yeah. If your conditions able you just to train once a week, you know, and you're seeing that you are doing everything, okay, I want to train more, but I really can't. Mm-hmm. I really cannot do anymore. Like, that's what I got to do. You got. Yeah. We went like one session. One session is better than zero. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what I always try uh, to say as well. Like some people, they come to Jeets, um and I say, I want to push them hard, right? I say, I have a job too. You know, they say for me, like, I, I, ha- I have a job. I know, like, I want to push hard and everything, competing. You know, I can't compete because that, because that excuses, mm. you know, excuses. Thank you. Thank you. You know. Let me tell you something actually as well. Yeah. When it comes to situations and problems, this is the best piece of advice someone ever gave me, and this is how I rethink the world. Everything you ever go through in your life, because there are billions and billions of people in this world, there is nothing that you will go through in this life that hasn't been done or gone through a million times before. Girlfriend breaks up with you. Yeah. Happens every day. Yeah. Lose all your money. Yeah, exactly. Happens every day. Yeah. Uh, Fucking, I don't know, break a leg, understand. Everyone's got a job. Everyone's yeah. got, you know, yeah. it's just, uh, someone just said to me, so because it happens so much, it's just your turn to go through it. Yes. So never, yes. Uh, that's so, Yeah. Uh, and I've seen that on my job. Like someone, someone say, oh, I work like eight hours a day. Well, I know somebody works 12 hours a day and yeah. still finds time to work out. Yeah. Really. It just, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. It is definitely excuses. It is definitely excuses, yeah. you know, because I have my job too. What is my job? I'm a coach. Mm-hmm. I'm not an athlete. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not. I feel that, I, of course, I'm a competitor because I've been competing for so long, you know. But my job, my actual job, is being a coach. It's not a competitor, you know. And when I think about that, it's like, I can give the excuse. I can give, like, I'm a coach. I can't compete. Mm-hmm. I'm spending my time coaching, like teaching you guys. I can't compete. Mm-hmm. You know, but. Like, and that's where become the ego as well, you know? You need to have a little bit of ego, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm I'm really like that. I'm teaching, you know? How am I going to teach my students if I cannot prove to them that my techniques are working, you know? It's not just rolling with them, you know? I cannot just roll with my students like, that's good. Now, if I, if I say that, let's say, if you don't have a amount of competitions, you know, you can't you can't teach your your students how to be a competitor because you never pass for that. And I'm still 25 years old, right? Like why I will not compete? Like I'm healthy. Like I have conditions to to train hard. I have conditions to keep going. Like why I will not compete? Why I will not show to my students like how we have to do? You know, like sometimes in my classes when they really put my name in the competition. You know, they're gonna be seeing me always in the zone. You know, I don't wanna talk. I wanna I wanna train. Mm. You know, and I'm gonna be training hard. But because I put my name in there and I wanted them to see like how they have to do. Because just talk it's easy. You know, it's very easy to say for your student like, you have to do this, you have to do that. 
you know? She pushed them. Vai, 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 vai. You know? <laughs> vai, vai in Portuguese. Let's go, bora, bora. You, you can't Just say that. Just set up your own... Um, no, you can't. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. You know? Like, and if you... So, yeah, that, that, that's what I really like it. You know? It's like it's, it's being coached as well and have the opportunity to keep competing. Like, to show to my students, okay, guys, so we have to do this and that's how we're going to do it. You know? But sometimes... Let's say I'm pushing them too hard, and then I see that they are not 100% over there. Mm. Stop pushing. Mm. Like if if you are not there, if you're not in the class, I'm not gonna keep pushing you too hard. But if you put a name at the competition, <laughs> I I don't care. Okay. I don't care. Your name is at the comp. Mm. You're gonna train hard. I had a bad day. I don't care. Mm. You're gonna train hard. You mm. put a name there, you know. But I don't do I don't do these because. Like I want to be rude on them. I want to keep pushing them because I know how important it is. Mm. Let's say at the competition, right? Have you competed already? And you saw that like, this is not my day. I've right? had plenty of those. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Those, yeah. And sometimes it's, it's not different at the gym. Mm. You're going to be at the gym. Today is not my day. And you're going to just do shit class. But if I, that's the mission of a coach, you know, if I push yourself, if I keep pushing you to keep going, you're going to be like, when you step into the gym, you're like, it's not my day. But my coach moved me to that part where, okay, I, I have to keep going no matter what, no matter what, I have to keep going, you know? So that that's what I really love it, like about my job, because I can guide them to do this, you know? And I have like a plenty of experience already to say that it works. You know, it works because with me was not different. When it was just a student, was not different. I was like, my coaching was always pushing me hard. Sometimes I was in the day and they're like, Oi, no matter how you're feeling, you can feel like they're the comp too. Let's go. Let's go. Bora, bora, bora. Mm. And that's what I used to, I, I love to hear that. Yeah. I wish, I love to hear someone in my ear like, you got to make it. You got to do this, you know? That's for you. That's for you. Let's go. Push yourself harder into your limit. Your limit. I love that. <laughs> well, it's good because we talk a lot about competing you know, on, on this episode. So it's actually, uh, and you talk about pushing people to competing. What advice would you give to uh, someone on their on the day of competing? I remember you put up a really good post about this. Like, what would you do? What would some, be some good advice you'd give to someone who's about to walk into their first competition? What advice would you uh, give them to before they step on the mats? It's not just like the first ones for all of them. Okay. Like right. <laughs> you need to be in peace with yourself. You know, you really, because when you actually shake your opponent's hand, bro, it's just you against you. Mm. It's how much you are witty, you know, how much you are like witty, how much you prepare yourself for that. And if you did all your hard work during during the months, you know, to compete at that competition, you're gonna be like, I'm ready, you know. But now if you fail that day that you didn't wanna go to watch Netflix and eating popcorn, you know, you're gonna look back and it's like, Ooh, that day, bro, you know, fuck, I should be training, but I was at home eating watching Netflix, you know. Um but the day of the cope, let's say you prepared yourself, like you are ready. I like to do meditation before, you know, because I I, I, I really want to know like how how I can control myself, 
you know, if I cannot control myself with a meditation, I cannot control myself with the comp, you know. So I'm going to meditate. I'm going to put my headphones, you know, at the competition. You can see me at the comp. It's like, so I'm very, like at the competition, sometimes I'm going to be on, my, on the zone with my headphones. Boom, don't talk to me. If I look at you, you give a smile, or I'm, I'm going to be happy. It's because I'm happy to be there. You know, you need to be happy. Okay, so I'm going to compete. Yeah, that's it. Let's go. But yeah, I have actually two sides when I'm going to compete. That is like, but I don't like to talk too much at the comp. You know, after I compete, after I compete, done. <laughs> All right, that's yeah, it. Boss. Thank God. <laughs> it's best, you know. But before the comp, I'm like, I get it ready, bro. I'm getting ready, you know. No matter who is in the other side, I know that my my mentality is gonna be to win. I I'm gonna beat I'm gonna beat that guy up, you know. I remember last time I saw you at that competition. You had that specialty. Is that part of your oh, routine yeah, now? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The shimaho. That's a special special drink from the South Brazil. Yeah, like, yeah. for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, last time I saw him, he had this like almost like Harry Potter style goblet <laughs> on him. And, and then I was just yeah, saying yeah. there was just all these like things around the top and you were calm, you're just sipping it and you were like, yeah, I'm so like, is this going to make my hair go blonde as well? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How long has it been like that for now? Uh, the hair? Yeah. One uh, month and a bit? More? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so is this one of those, yeah, it's not a phase, mum, it's my life situation? It's or? my life, <laughs> man. You know? Uh, yeah. I, I actually did that because I always really want to do it. Yeah. And then I was like, why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah, you know? Enough. Like, people are going to tell you, like, don't do this, don't do that. I was like, I want to do it, I will do it. Yeah. Like, no matter what you're saying, you know? If you feel that it's right, you know? Yeah. Anyway, uh, bringing it back to competitions real quick, mm -hmm. here's a good scenario for you, all right? So, what do you tell your student, right, if they're in competition... You know, it's their first competition or that. They come off, they lose their first match. They're panicking. Oh, Ooh, what do you tell them? Yes, yes. A good, good, good one uh, explanation was what happened on, on the last last competition with one of my students, Blue Belt too. And it was a big bracket, you know, big bracket, oh, yeah. uh, round robin, yeah. like boom, hard. I know that was hard for him. And mentally, he wasn't that on the first fight. Mm. Like, he was like, oh my God, just, he tapped like in a one minute, you know? And when you are coaching, you should be able to see if your student, it is there or not, you know? And I know my students, I know each student, like how I need to treat them. Mm. Some of them, I need to push hard. Some of them, I, I'm not gonna push too hard because you know, it's just different. But this guy, he was like a special, special one and a good example to tell you that he lost his first match. He went out of the mats and he was just like, like with his head, like shaking side to side. And I almost slapped his face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I almost, like I promise you, I almost slapped his face. Yeah. It's like, you can say, oh, it's rude. Oh, you looking from outside me, you're gonna be like, this guy's rude. I know what he's thinking because I've been in that situation too, mm. where I wanted to have someone like screaming on my ear, like, what the hell are you doing? 
you know, you are in the competition now. Now is the time to do your 100%, 110%, you know? And that's exactly what he wanted to hear, you know? So I, I went to him and said, bro, you are the comp. You're going to wake up or not, mm-hmm. you know? And then he was like, shocking because I never told that for him. And then he was like, Jesus, oh, that's true. You know, I'm competing. So you need to keep pushing, like pushing your students to like to keep growing, you know, and especially the competition. Ah, you lost the first one. Doesn't matter. It's round robbing. Fight for the rules. The rules can give you more fights. So you're going to fight for that, you know, no matter what, like, let's say you lose the first fight, you have the next one. Doesn't matter what happened the first one, you know? So I told it, this thing to him, I was like, it's the next one. Next one is yours. So you can do this. Like prove to yourself that you can do this, you know? And then he was like, I told him, put your headphones, get in the zone, get in the zone. It's you, bro. It's you, it's your turn, it's your time to go there and beat the guy up, you know? And he did it, you know? He did it, he just put his headphones. I saw that he was like getting, gonna kill the next guy i'm gonna kill the next guy you know and that's what you have to do you know like you have to keep pushing your student but then sometimes you're gonna be pushing so hard so hard that your student don't want to be there anymore Mm. it's gonna be like whatever if your student is like that bro tell him another time but not at the competition you know but if that's the first fight normally you can change this yeah. Normally you can you can make your student believe on himself that he can do that, you know? Yeah. And I know it's a, s- a strange thing to us as well, but like uh <coughs> um you don't really get it in a <coughs> you don't really get it in mo- in most uh most uh academies, but they no one really seems to like teach you the mental side to it. No. It's when no. you're in class, it's all physicality, it's all drilling, it's all, you know, it's all rolling, you know, it's all physical. Yeah. There's never really much mental side to it, no. really, or anything like I that. I love to say, I love to, in my classes, like, even if it's one minute, but every day, I teach them something, like, mental, mm. you know, like, how they have to train, how, even yesterday was very funny in the class, because they were like, I told them, you have... Only two minutes, <coughs> you're going to do this position from full guard, right? Two minutes, very little, short time, okay? And <coughs> they started to do the position, but they were talking, you know? And then you spend one minute talking, right? And you don't do the actual position. When you're going to do the position, you're going to be doing wrong, mm. you know? I stopped the class. I was like, guys, if you don't enjoy this time, to train yourself, you know, you're not going to get better, you know? And then it was like, they just realized that's true. Mm. We are not, we are not drilling, you know? So then as a coach, you have to, sometimes you have to stop the class. Like literally you stop the class and you have to tell them. So, because if you don't tell them, you're going to have just students that they're going to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to be, it's whatever, just train, you know? So I like to keep always, teaching them this, this mental part as well, because it's one, especially for the competition, is one of the most important things, you know, one of the most important things. Like for me, the day of the comp is 70% mental. 
It is. 70%. It is. That 30% is if I work hard, is if I do that, if I do that, you know, if I eat healthy, and that's it, you know? But mentally, if I am on my day, I know that I'm going to win, you it's know? Feeling a um, self-fulfilling uh, self prophecy, really. Like, uh, if you doesn't matter how good you are if you still walk in with that intention that you're you feel like you're going to lose or you're going to fuck up or whatever regardless of your skill level you could even be like the top of the food chain at your belt you still are more likely to actually have a have a bad day yeah if you walk in there with the intent of i want to win i want to win you know i want to win the body will find a way it will give it an extra boost like the mind will either enhance or sorry suppress or depress the the body yes. whenever like you think yeah. about it. So that's the last thing you gotta do, even if it's in a work. And I've had that in the past, where and I you have up. more. Yeah, <laughs> you huh? have you have like all the time. Sometimes yeah. you're gonna be with a submission, mm-hmm. you know, on you. You're gonna be inside the triangle. Yeah, how strong you are to get out yeah. mentally. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're gonna be. That's like, right. I'm inside the triangle. Yeah, you tap. You know, you don't feel like. I can escape. Mm-hmm. I will escape, no matter what. You know, and that's how how you should be training. When you train, you're gonna be training like that. If you wanna train for the competition, bro, it's gonna be hard for your partner get two points on you, advantage on you. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's how that's how you train. You know, ah, the guy's getting a sweep. Don't accept. You know, don't accept. Why is that? Ah, the comp's gonna be the same. You know. Your your opponent's gonna be doing a sweep on you. If you accept, boom, he's gonna be in front. Your mind's gonna be like going down, you know, because it's gonna be in front and sometimes it's gonna be end up in mount. He end up in mount and then what? You're gonna be on the bottom with like six point from a sweep and the um, posi- the um, points from mount, you know, six point behind. You know? And how strong you are to get out of the mount. Yeah. You know. That happens a really, um, a really good thing in the um, at nationals when I fought nationals because like I injured my rib like pretty bad in my first fight. Wow. Yeah, I still got a submission on the guy, you know. Oh shit. But all the other fights, you know, the um, same final, I couldn't fight. The guy opened like twenty points on me, mm-hmm. you know. I looked to the time, like he was with a near right on the same rib, mm-hmm. like on the right side. He was with a near right. And I was like, oh my God, what are you gonna do from here? What are you gonna do? 30 seconds, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna give up. <laughs> I'm not gonna give up. Like you, bro, I'm gonna do everything that I can. I pushed his like into my mount and then I got a foot lock from there. Wow. You know? And then I got a foot lock from there. like. 30 seconds to finish the fight. And you were down 20 points. 20 points. 20 points. Imagine in my head, bro. Like, my head was like, I think I never lost for 20 points in my life. Wow. Yeah. And if you feel, do you feel like if you didn't have that mentality, you probably wouldn't have found that footlock? No. Okay. No, no. Like, I was, okay, what what is my last breath? You know? What's my, how how do you say, Hori Mary? Wait, what? How how you marry? Uh, <laughs> yeah, like the escape, you know. <laughs> and uh, bro, it's and I was like, no, I'll get it, I'll get it. And then I got his his foot. I broke his foot, but 
I think all those competitions in the past gave me this this feeling, you know, and how I train as well to just keep going. You know, to like no matter what is happening, you like you can't you can't keep going. You are inside triangle, you know how to escape, you know? But like how much you want to escape? Or ju- you just want to give up or just stop, you know? But sometimes your opponent is stronger. Can happen as well, you know. <laughs> True, man. Uh, I just want to say thank you, brother. That was that thank was incredible. You. This is unfortunately all the time we've got for today. Um, but great to have you back in, man. This was so much better than the last time. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That was amazing. Yeah. So honestly, if you're always welcome back on here, man. Always. Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Uh, if anyone on my audience wants to follow you or they want to come train with you, how can they reach you? So. Of course, I train at Bravo's BJJ. Um, North or South, though, did you say? Both. Both. Both, yeah. So we have one, gi- one gym in Joondalup mm-hmm. and the other one in O'Connor as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to follow me, uh, it's better on Instagram. I don't use Facebook too much. Yeah. So it's No one uses e- Facebook anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you realize that? Uh, anyway, uh, it's Igor Martins, BJJ. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much, my brother. I appreciate thank you time. so much, my man. All good. Thank and you. that is gang, guys. Thank you very much for listening to the Last Set Podcast. Enjoy the weekend.